All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peach Reese 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Down the road a piece uh, at, uh, what is it, 31st in state there, Ferky? Uh, 32nd in 30, state. 32nd in state is the Jefferson Educational Society. Uh, Dr. Fergie Ferrati is our guest here as we celebrate 15 years of the JES. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me, folks. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. We're glad that you're here, and we kind of want to take, you know, this is long-form programming. We, we can yeah. take our time and, and talk about the origination, the idea of the Jefferson and just the sheer breadth of the accomplishments of the Jefferson Educational Society. Let's start at the beginning here. Let's start with you. Oh, boy. And because uh, I'm not sure we've ever really kind of told your story. Let's take a second here and say, mm -hmm. you know, you were a, a kid that went to Mercyhurst, but how did you even get to Erie? Oh, long, long story. I am originally from Kosovo. I... Um came to America in 1999 as a result of the war in Yugoslavia. Yeah. Uh, we were war refugees. Uh, we were in refugee camp. We were sponsored to come to the United States by the Clinton administration. Uh, Where were you, uh, like a preteen at that point? I was 16. 16. 16. So right? we had gone through two years of war, similar to the folks in Ukraine and what they're going through right now. Yeah. We were on the road for about two years, ended up in a refugee camp in Macedonia, where I stayed for about six weeks or so and got sponsored to come to the United States, as I said, by the Clinton administration. Ended up in a military camp, uh, military base in Fort Dix, New Jersey. Okay. And there we were being recruited by all kinds of places to go around the United States. And uh, my brother wanted to be close to New York. Okay because he thought uh, we could fly back, you know, when when uh, the the thing ends. And um, long and behold, there was a guy from Erie named by the name of Mike Mornock there recruiting on behalf of Erie, and uh, he told us we were only 30 minutes away. It's not the New York uh, <laughs> that we had in mind, but, you know, we've been, we've been here... Uh, Christ, going on 24 years. That's uh, amazing. Wow. Uh, came here. I went to 
the best high school in town. Mm. My opinion is Mercer Prep. You you're an MPS Laker uh, too. Heck yeah. Me, I, I kind of preceded you by about a couple decades. Yeah, what, what an experience that <laughs> yes. is. I mean, the whole team up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I made lifelong uh, relationships down at Mercer's Prep, and then uh, uh, went to college at Mercyhurst. Yeah. Graduated in '07, late '07, and uh, what you, went, you were in uh, intel- the intelligence program. Yeah, intelligence right? studies program. Yeah, and did you always have like a, a a connection to public policy? I mean, did that come up? Through your experience? Not really. I mean, I, I went to college. Uh, it, it seemed to me like uh, being a, a uh, an analyst for the government and, and playing some spy games uh, seemed exciting. That's very exciting. Um, so I, I went in the Intel program and graduated in 07. What a time to come out of college <laughs> as a young person. Um, yes. And at any rate, I graduated from college, couldn't find work. There was a new group uh, that had formed here that were talking about starting a think tank. Uh, it included people like Dr. Garvey and Judy Lynch and Joyce Savaki and Bruce Ramey and Bill Sennett and Tom Hagen and so on and so forth. They, they had done a study that showed uh, that uh, ideas that were taken on uh, to improve the community in other places were taking 8 to 12 years to come to Erie. So they wanted to create some kind of a platform that expedites the emergence of idea both here locally and from the national or international stage. I want to just pause a second yeah. there because that's a huge statement that you're making there. So here in 2008, um, very smart people were saying, you know what, it takes too long to incubate a good idea, a, a benchmark idea, for example, right. to make it, you know, implant into Erie. We we were not fast enough on the uptake. Right. It was eight to twelve years. I think the uh, the the community that had, they had compared uh, themselves to ourselves to was New Haven, and New Haven has Yale, right? Um, so we were eight to twelve years behind New Haven. So they wanted to create this. A nonpartisan platform where ideas can be discussed. Uh, so they put me on a research study, really, yeah. um, uh, particularly Dr. Garvey says, I need to know what are the bo- best forms of uh, think tanks out there. And Are there such a thing as local think tanks around? Not, not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're kind of you're kind of paving the way. Yeah, aren't we're, you? we're we're sort of a, a unicorn, really. Mm. Uh, but they they were more interested to know the format. Okay. What do they do? So you know, after going through, you know, LexisNexis and Google and whoever you know, open uh, research. I you know landed on the 92nd Street Y for its programmatic. Ah format we really like this is in uh, manhattan yeah yeah we really like the way they did their programming you had a an hour or so of presentation followed by q a from the audience Mm. so we wanted to model our program uh, our lectures after that we didn't want to do what ted does you know 18 minutes nobody can cover anything in in any great detail in 18 minutes and uh 
So they, the, the board decided at that point to go with that model. And then they wanted to take the Brookings in terms of its uh, research and publications of books and papers and so on and so forth, except put a focus on it around Erie. Incredible. Um, and how do we improve Erie? So that's and, and we really didn't have much of that. We had the the Journal of Erie Studies. We had a couple organs yeah. out there uh, that were of an academic nature, but it wasn't even something that the universities right. were really cranking out, right? I mean, not not really. I mean, yeah. you know, at that point, the universities uh, uh, were were kind of struggling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so they raised a bunch of money. They created the Jefferson, uh, and then we needed a home. Mm. We couldn't find one. Where were you meeting? Did you start meetings before? I I, I was not. I was, I was just a kid out of college. <laughs> right, I, right. Yeah. I, I, I met with uh, their appointee, which was Dr. Garvey, and uh, I hadn't met the board until, you know, we met at the Jefferson on uh, 32nd State for the oh, first time okay. in September of 2008, I believe. All right, so they they didn't have like a temporary home for yeah. for these uh, for these hour long lectures. They they found a place and they stayed there. Right. So they they found a place. It was the Jewish synagogue. The building had been for sale for years. They had the auditorium. They had the classrooms. They had the office space. So they came up with a uh, shared occupancy agreement, and I, I believe it was September, no, October 10th of 2008, we opened the doors for the first lecture. Wow. And, and by the way, the Jewish community is still meeting on the north side of the building, right? Yeah, they still occupy about 35% or so of the yeah. building, and uh, they are the as I, I often say, it's the best partnership in town. That's awesome. The, one of the key... Uh, things uh, on, in the Jewish faith is lifelong learning. Mm. And uh, that's what the Jefferson's all about. So, uh, you know, it, it, it works well. Uh, they do their things in the north side of the building, and we're in the south side of the building uh, doing uh, community and civic engagement. So October of 2008 was the very first presentation. Yes. Do you remember what the topic was? Not the topic. I do remember the first person that I sold the ticket to. Oh, is that right? His name was uh, Rupert Stadmiller. He was a professor of history, I believe, at one of the universities here. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I just, yeah. as I said, I came out of college. I'm like, is right. anybody going to show up to this thing? <laughs> and here walks Rupert. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, uh, he he came for many many years at the Jefferson, and uh, so did his wife. But uh, wow. you know, it was off and running at at that point. I mean, it took about a year to really mm -hmm. um, get the people the the social capital we needed to get the Jefferson going. But within a year and six months, we had surpassed the five year strategic plan. Holy smokes! Yeah in terms of how many people we thought would attend programming at the Jefferson. Wow. You know what? So yeah. we, we vastly underestimated the intellectual thirst of this community. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like it is really 
perfectly designed for Erie because when you think about it, um, most of the programming is free. I mean, let's face it. I mean, every once in a while you'll have to pay for a ticket. Yeah. But I've been, been to so many things yeah. where it's just the the really a wide strata of individuals from the community, county, city, east side, west side, and they're there to learn. Uh, I just did the calculations for uh, the summer term. Uh, I think we're 87% free. Wow. Of the programs that we're offering, and the rest of them are like 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, we have a free program tonight, for example. I'll, I'll do a plug. I do can't plug, help yes. myself, Joel. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> the president of Duquesne speaking on the American uh, democracy tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, we're doing that in partnership with the uh, Hagen History Center. So, it, you know. it, that's so cool. And it's, it's, it's funny, Ferky, when you go to a Jefferson event if you're on if depending it really doesn't really matter where you are on a political continuum or spectrum it's a it's a warm and welcoming place right how do how do you how do you accomplish that because we're so divided these days hey I'm not I love everybody um, I, th I think it, it, it helps uh, that I am I don't have deep deep roots here in Erie and, uh, you know, my, my beliefs through a lot of education is that, um, you know, we, we should be able to, uh, I tell my staff uh, this all the time, we're in the business of ticking off everybody a little bit. <laughs> and when, when uh, people come, you have a smile on your face, we're here. Uh, one of the sayings that I we always use is we agree to disagree without mm -hmm. being disagreeable. Yeah. And uh, Jefferson is here to bring light, not heat. And you know what? Uh, we've, who knows how many lectures, but I assume it's somewhere 13 to 1500 yeah. lectures that we've offered over the last 15 years. It works. Yeah. It works. You just remind folks that we're here to discuss. And if you don't find uh, something that you agree with in this lecture, look around. <laughs> there will be something I'm, I'm sure that you'll agree with. And uh, the, the people that really want to learn, they don't hesitate on making themselves feel a little uncomfortable. Right. And I think I think this is uh, one of the issues that is facing America. Is everybody wants to be comfortable using social media? We find the places we like, and we stick with the people we like. Those echo chambers. And and yeah. and, and, and everybody else is sort of like the enemy. And mm -hmm. I I think that's not the way that uh, we can move the country forward. Uh, we got to sit down together and talk to each other, even when we, when we disagree with each other. You and I disagree yeah. on some stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we do. But so. th this whole concept of come, let us reason together, right? Yeah. That that whole thing. Ferky, let, let's talk about, um, you know. Is there is there a theme to a year? I mean, uh, how much of this comes up from like contemporary issues that the community is dealing with? You've had to be responsive as a as of active growing think tank to what's on happening on the ground in Erie. Oftentimes, yeah. Uh, is there a theme? Not really. Uh, we we do lean towards history and politics quite a bit because. Uh, that's where people are interested in, in discussing. And then we're talking, a lot of our programming is around Erie issues. Yeah. 
whether it's poverty, whether it's economic development, whether it's uh, uh, what's happening out there in Cory or Union City. Uh, so we, we, we try, I mean, we're offering, you know, close to 200 lectures now. We're, we're in downtown Erie, we're in Cory, we're in Edinburgh, we're in Fairview, we're in Harbor Creek, and <laughs> we're downtown Erie. So yeah. there's a lot of lectures, um, and and sort of theming it is something that I, I don't believe in. Right, you put yeah. yourself in a box, it's like, sure. yeah, we're in the economic development think tank, and that's all you're focusing on, and, you know, you miss opportunities. Um, Have you uh, been surprised at the strategic connections that the Jefferson has been able to make with national think tanks and national concerns. I'm thinking about that Bruce Katz Brookings thing. I'm thinking about James Fowles from from the Atlantic and these really strong connections with Erie and the Jefferson. Uh no, no, I have it's not, not surprised. I, 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 I have not been surprised because they're the ones that are surprised when uh you know they go to a lot of small communities they're attending you know a hole in the wall lecture somewhere with 10 15 people uh and, and then you show up at the Jefferson Society and these are not conference goers these are folks that live in this area people like David Brooks for example we brought in uh you know 10 years ago or 12 years ago i forget uh i think he was global summit 4 maybe okay he came in and was like, you know what makes this audience so different is because I feel like I am presenting to the American people. He said, I travel all over the big country, I mean the, the big cities in this country, and there's a class of conference goers that go from town to from city to city to city. And he says, I see the same people everywhere I go. Wow. Not in Erie, and uh, to have you know 800 people in the audience is it brings a sort of energy. Uh, and then when we come here, we don't take him to the big expensive restaurants, we take him downtown Erie and we show them our community. I mean, with Bruce Katz, I took him to the tap house, right? <laughs> awesome. And as we were walking from our car, he looked at our downtown, he said, Wow. You have some great bones in this community, mm -hmm. and they'd never been here. The Fallows had never been here. The um, folks out of the Brookings had never been here, and they come Camille here. Camille and, and so on. Yeah, yeah, Camille and Bruce Katz and even mm -hmm. Judy Woodruff. You know, wow, she's yeah. going around America to tell America's story. She's talking about coming to Erie because she thinks we have a story to tell. And it's not all doom and gloom, that we have pride, that we want to uh, better our community, that we're trying new things. And that's really what uh, grabs their attention, is they're not used to seeing a, um, a civic engagement platform the size of the Jefferson in any small city that they've gone to. Wow. Uh, we've got like a minute before we go to the bottom of the hour news. I want to talk about this event that's coming up because it's important that people uh, connect with it uh, before it's too late. 15 years of the Jefferson, June 10th. Talk about that. Yeah, we're, we're you know, uh, we, we're not uh, one of the organizations that does a celebration of itself every year. We do it every five years. We've had it at the 15th year, a uh, five-year five anniversary, the 10th, where we brought in Bruce Katz, mm -hmm. uh and then we uh, 
this year is our 15th year anniversary. We're bringing in one of the common uh, middle-of-the-road voices in America in David Brooks. New York and, Times. And uh, yeah. we're, we're going to have a lecture, and we're going to have some drinks and party. <laughs> That that's that's like... what you do on a birthday, right? <laughs> uh, tickets at jeserie.org? jeserie.org, or you can stop by at 3207 State Street. Beautiful. All right, stay with us, because I want to dive into the 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 what ifs that that the Jefferson has engaged with because um, it's you know it started out as that that ninety second uh, the ninety second Y the ninety second Street Y ninety second Street Y and now it's the Global Summit it's the the Civic uh, Institute right it's the young people it is uh, all of these uh, you know opportunities for people to have personal growth as they engage into civic growth it's really remarkable what uh, what the jefferson and how the jefferson is providing leadership we're having a a great conversation with the president of the jefferson educational society Ferky ferrati dr ferrati is with us here as we're celebrating 15 years of the jefferson and kind of uh, doing a little uh, trip uh, back in time uh, about these these very special um these very special initiatives and things that are happening uh, through the through the leadership of the Jefferson and the Jefferson's leadership. And you do you have an amazing team. You, you know, uh, you you you're there for Ben, Angela, Angela, Raven. You know, Christine. Uh, uh, I don't want to forget anybody. Yeah. Charlie and Andy and yeah. all those folks. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I want I want to tell that story because. Um, you were joking that people think, well, all you do over there is talk. And I remember a conversation, or at least I've heard about a conversation that was strategic in major investment in this community. And that is, you guys said, I'm, we're going to collect the 100 influencers in Erie and mm. put them in a room and do some real talk to them. And somehow I weaseled my way in there. In fact, you answered an email of mine, and you let me come and take your seat. You stood in the back. And I'm sitting there with my friend uh, uh, Chuck and Chuck Peters and people from, the, uh, from the, uh, the, the Gaming Revenue Authority at that time. And we were listening to Charles Buki and James Fallows talk about what could be here in Erie. Right. And the president of Erie Insurance had a conversation with Chuck uh, Charles Buki and said what would it take yeah so uh, the the that event um, came out of the Metro 100 which you know the, that was a recommendation actually that we create something like that for major projects by Bruce Katz mm. so that's where the Metro 100 uh, had come into existence we had had one before which you know you know Bruce was our and the Brookings institutions were our our main speakers, but and there's a there's a tenor to those like yeah hey we've got this major challenge how do we wrestle it down and we're going to take six exactly. hours and do it exactly and you know the, the the whole idea around talking and you know I was I was just saying literally anything good. Uh, arguably that has come out of humanity is a result of talking that is the one thing that makes us different as a species right. we're able to communicate elaborately with each other and 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 uh, express our ideas to each other that's it uh, and if we didn't have that you know what would 
We could be the humpback whales and just start uh, just, Yeah, just sort know? of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- that is not a very good comeback to mm. an organization that does civic dialogue because, you know, we see the world for what it is. I mean, the Constitutional Convention happened as a result of talking, right? That's the Revolution, funny. all of those things. Um so, so the 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 Buki plan or Erie Focus came up, and uh, you know, sort of uh, people were afraid of uh, this thing being shelved. It came with an alarming, alarming message, which is, if we don't do something now, we might not have a city in twenty years. We could find in a place uh, ourselves in a place where Gary, Indiana, and some of the most Camden, more, New Jersey. Yeah. So, um, Buki, we contacted Buki and said, "Hey, how about you do a talk around what's in the Buki plan, where mm-hmm. you're refocused?" And then I called. Uh, a couple of people that agreed to be the chairs of this thing, and Tom Hagen and uh, Joel Duderman, and then I called a friend of mine that I just had met, you know, about six years, six months earlier, in James Fallows, and I said we need a really good moderator, somebody that's going to uh, bring everybody in town, and that was it was a packed room. It was supposed it to be a hundred people. It was a hundred and thirty, I oh, believe. Oh, was it really? Wow. Uh, in there and uh everybody from everywhere and you know the famous uh question was what do we do to uh, charles Buki? and charles Buki said what do, you, what do you need to do is go to cincinnati and look at what they're doing with their development corporation and that question was asked by tim nicastro the chairman uh, the the president of uh, and ceo of your insurance so that talking now, I'm not part of the doing so much, <laughs> but that talking led to the doer in um, people like Perry Wood mm. and Mike Batchelor and uh, Tim Nicastro and Christine Marsh and a bunch of people picked up and went to Cincinnati and then came back uh, very shortly thereafter and created the EDDC, modeled after, after that. that. You know, it was a, it was a, Thirty million dollar sort of fundraising, but look what I, what what that thirty million dollars has the has leverage. The strategic nature of the context of that, mm-hmm. we have a problem. Can we get to a solution? That really that that's that could be your finest hour, and not and you know, and that was already five six years ago. We've got more finest hours to come here, but the idea of you know what? We're we're all coming together, and we're gonna figure this thing out. So, wow! Yeah, a year later, we uh, decided to bring in Bruce Katz again and Jeremy Nowak to talk about the opportunity zones. Yeah. Right. Next, so this was on a Saturday. On Monday, uh, uh, the mayor went to Vegas. Uh, to go and meet with uh, Accelerate with, for America. And uh, John Persinger went to L.A. or vice versa. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the connections that, you know, one of the 
things that I've seen at the Jeffersons, we bring people like Bruce Katz mm -hmm. to Erie to learn from them. But the connection mm -hmm. of Erie, they take Erie back with them and they talk uh, to uh, others about Erie and they invite Erie to be a part of... Uh, the national dialogue. I think New York, New York Times bestseller, Our Towns. Yeah. The final chapter from James and Deborah Fallows is about Erie. Yeah. I mean, that is a national platform where, and and along with the Atlantic. Yeah. That our stuff, our library, our whatever. Our, our library, our community foundation, our mm -hmm. radius, our Erie insurance, our all these things. I think Lavery Brewing. Lavery was... Brewing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this foreign guy who leads your think tank, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so, amazing. you know, it's, it's, it's really been a pleasure to bring all these folks. Uh, you know, you have David Brooks who said, you know, if you want to see famously said on his, uh, in his column for the New York Times, if you want to uh, um, see history, you go to Washington, D.C. If you want to create history, you go to Erie, Pennsylvania. I mean, these are the wow. folks. These, what we're doing in this town and the turnaround, the renaissance that this community has gone over the last 10 years is not normal in cities our size. It's just not. It's usually those kind of improvements are designed, you see it in Buffalo, right? Yeah. By the governor, right. by the state, by this person, by that person. And here it's it started uh, within ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have a gem here uh, in ear insurance. Yeah. Nothing moves in the right direction in here without Erie Insurance. It's just, I wish more people in Erie would know how important they are to our survival. And then you have uh, ECRA and what they're doing with uh, economic development. And you have uh, the Community Foundation. You have Gannon and Mercyhurst and Lecom. Oh my goodness. Do you know we have the largest medical school in the country headquartered right here in Erie, Pennsylvania. And, and we're supposed to look at ourselves and feel sorry for ourselves. No. <laughs> we have all the tools to, to be one of the most exciting communities in the country. All we need to do is follow best practices. Because Erie sort of has made decisions, uh, gut decisions. And yeah. those are feel good at the moment, but they're usually never for the long term. Wow. Wow. I'm lecturing. Sorry. Okay. No. I want you to talk about the generational, I don't want to call it divide, but the generations and now they approach leadership. Because I think one of the critical things that you've done uh, in your presidency at the Jefferson Educational Society is build this Jefferson Civic Leadership Institute of saying, we are going to equip these young people to be our leaders uh, in the decades forward. And I can't, I don't think you can put a price tag on what that's going to mean for the, for, you know, these best practices that you're talking about. So I actually was uh, reading from one of my doctoral classes, and I was reading a report by the World Bank. 
And it's said that in order for a community to prosper, it needs two things. It needs uh, civic education, uh, where the current leaders are engaged on the issues facing their community. And the other thing that it needs is some kind of a leadership development platform. Mm. Uh, and we're not talking here like uh, business leadership. We're talking about civic leadership. And what it said is that uh, the new le the the emerging leaders need to have contact with the current leaders in positions of power civically in the community. So the leadership eerie, which had been going on by Gannon for many many years, had come to a stop. I think in 2011. Mm. So we decided that we would create the Jefferson Leadership Academy. We would take people, you know, generally speaking, 25 to 45 years old, and it would be an intergenerational uh, type of um, curriculum where these folks are meeting the governor, are meeting, uh, they always meet with uh, Senator Laughlin, they meet with the mayor when they come back, the county executive. Uh, we even go to the Albion prison, you right. know. We want them to learn not just about their little corner of the world, whether it's in the for-profit business, non-profit, medical, uh, university, and, 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 and learn about the county that we live in. Mm. Everybody said, you know, knows that we have, uh, destitute poverty in our inner city. But that's not limited to our inner city. Exactly. You go to places like Union City. It's tough. Cory. Mm -hmm. Albion. I mean, People are struggling, and we need everybody to learn about what everybody is doing in this community. So they go to Harbor Creek, meet with Dean Papasello there, and we go to Fairview, and we go to Girard, and we go to Corey. It's really a wonderful uh, leadership. We have uh, leadership. We have graduated nearly 200 people. We have a class coming up. I think... Uh, I think the deadline for application is approaching June 1st, so okay. uh, people can still apply for that. But, yeah, we 25 to 30 people every year, and we start with a trip. Nobody knows each other. <laughs> we, we, we start a trip. Uh, we take them. We, we, we go to Harrisburg for um, a few days, and by the time they come back, after all the beer and such... <laughs> Uh, they really get to know each other, and in the meantime, they spend seven months working on a project. Mm -hmm. This year is the issue of child care, daycare. They're studying that. Selfishly speaking, <laughs> you could you you could use I could use it. Way, yeah. I'm paying twenty seven hundred dollars a month Holy to send smokes. my two kids to daycare. Wow, that's more than college. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're getting to the point where, you know, I was driving in South Carolina and there was this billboard, huge, and it says, work doesn't work without affordable daycare. My wife is a finance analyst at WebTech, and it's still tough for us to not have one of us quit our job so we could stay at home. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So this is a wicked, wicked mm -hmm. issue if we're looking at the the future of the work. Mm -hmm. 
we really got to find a solution for people so that they can work. Incredible. I, you know, during COVID, I, I had an employee that couldn't make it work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So she quit. Yeah. So it's it's uh, well, so they work on the project and then they publish it. They make recommendations and if you if you don't watch it, Joel, I, I can talk about issues <laughs> non related to what we're well, here to no, talk about. No, well, and it's and it's it, it's incredible the this and what you end up with with this work product. I think this past year the work product was that divide between urban and rural poverty, right? And and they learned so much. The number and, one the number one thing they learned, which is something that you don't I didn't hear it before, that there is no such thing really of the urban and rural divide. Their divide is between urban and rural compared to suburban. Oh, that's interesting. So folks in Union City, in Cory, in the city of Erie, in Albion, are dealing with the same type of problems compared to Harbor Creek, Mm. Mill Creek, Fairview, Northeast. So really, it's the suburban divide right. that we're looking at if we're studying the entire county. That's not me saying it. That's what the Leadership Academy, the group of 27 people did the study. That's what they came up with, one of the findings. I mean, a couple of years back, it was the blue economy and talking about yeah. the threat of microplastics in, in our water and all that. And I mean, the year before that uh, was the opioid crisis. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is something that we don't talk about in this community, though it's 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 the number one killer of healthy adults. It's, un- it's unbelievable. Um, so, so, so all of the, I feel I feel like so much of this work ha- ha- has uh, strong dividends. It is it it's it's different. I mean, it's in a different. Uh, uh, it's in a different lane than, let's say, what the universities are doing, or what our what our schools are doing, um, or certainly what the media is doing. It's in this own lane of being able to uh, not only articulate the problem, but coming up with solutions, and also, ge- you know, generating a postgraduate capability for more learning, more more best practice. I mean. Yeah. Lifelong learning, that's what that's it's all what, that's about. That's what it's about, yeah. Um, and, and you've got to always refresh. If there is always new information. Um, would you say that the Community Foundation would, uh, I'm sorry, the Erie County Community College wouldn't have happened without the Jefferson? And there are some major talks about that at the JES. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think we played a role in building the social capital for it, uh, because we were, um, it was very clear that Erie was the biggest metropolitan in the entire country without a community college. Yeah. And obviously we, we needed to, to, to look at something. So the Jefferson was pro-community college, but, you know. Uh, but it was a place folks, where you could rigorously fo- go through it, yeah. you know, deal with it. Folks like uh, Andre Horton and yeah. Dean, uh, Ron DiNicola and Carl Anderson and Tom Hagen and um, so many other folks. They are the one, Kathy Dahlkemper and yeah. that council. 
they're 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 the ones that made it happen. We just played the role in in building some social capital about the importance of of affordable technical education in this community. I got to ask you if there's if there's something that keeps Ferky Ferrari up at night about Erie, what is it? I've got a captive audience here. I got to oh, ask. Oh boy. Um in 1895, there was a talk given by J.F. Downing at the 100th anniversary of our city. And the talk was, you know, he, he, he said something along the lines is that at one point Erie was bigger than Cleveland. And we were on the way up. Then we started fighting amongst ourselves to the point where places like Cleveland, they, and he was really upset, for example, because uh, Cleveland and that area had built the big tower in, in Put-in Bay. Mm. And we as a community couldn't come together to build um, the Perry Monument, which we ended up building, even though we had the same plans as the one in Put-in Bay. He was really upset about that, amongst other things uh, that that we couldn't come together to do as a community. And that's one of the things that keeps me up at night because I think sometimes the community uh, leaders are making it about themselves and about not about our community so every you know there's folks that are worried about is the light being shined on me and it really is not about uh, the, the saying goes you know it's um, it's incredible what you can achieve when nobody cares who gets the credit and i think there's too many people in our community that spend a lot of time thinking about that instead about thinking about what's good for the community. So that's uh, one of the things that and we'll, we'll get over it. I think we have come a long way. Um, there are a few people in this community that have led us. Mm -hmm. Tim Nicastro is one of those people. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Hagen is another one of those folks. Um, you know, there, there are people that have led us, but we have to keep that, the mayor, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, Dan I, uh, Laughlin has done some uh, great uh, moving things, particularly with the school district. There are those connectors that are trying to, I think, the Erie Reader, your yeah, talk. Yeah. Uh, there are folks that uh, are trying to do the right things for the community, but there are also those folks that are, spend too much time thinking about is the spotlight on me and I think I think that's that's not a way to to move into past the worries of JF Downing who yeah. said Erie spends too much time fighting among us itself and Horace Gre Greeley basically yeah, said, said the same thing he sure did you've been listening to the Joel Natale show Erie Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkeerie.com.